Welcome to another marrow-sucking episode of the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we are playing Chaosium's 7th edition Call of Cthulhu horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Dan Williams. Look at the pretty birdies. (laughs) Brian as Jack Whiteside. Snap out of it. Those aren't real birds. And Gabe as Roy Arroyo and Aaron Martinez. I don't, I don't know no good adjectives like he does. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I have the question of the week for you, gentlemen, and we'll start with Brian. What is your favorite color? Purple. Wrong. It's the square root of pi. Matt. Eggplant. Wrong. It's Frank Black. And Gabe. The square root of pi. Ooh, you were so close. It's actually the third reel of David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch. It's true. All right, let's move on to Letters from Beyond. Kiki? On Reddit, we got a message from Nyad Naturalist, who says, I had been frequenting the r slash Call of Cthulhu subreddit while preparing myself and becoming a keeper. I've only been playing Pathfinder for a couple years. When someone posted a new episode of the Lovecraft tapes... I checked it out and fell in love. I even have my husband addicted to it, and since we live in the middle of nowhere, you can usually get through half an episode whenever we go to town. Keep up the great work, guys. Nice. Thank you. Should move farther out so you can get to the whole episode. (laughs) It makes the story much more riveting if you can get to the end. (laughs) Take a couple trips into town. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, Pick up some taco fish. Do you think that they start uh, the episode over every time they reach to the halfway point? Oh, we're here. I guess we got to start over. Drive slower. Exactly. All right. So on Twitter, at Sci-Fi Magpie says, I just started listening and wanted to make sure I'd be safe, and your Twitter feed is a relief. I like inclusion with my cosmic horror. Thumbs up. Sweet. Yes, we are not haters here at the Lovecraft Tapes. Knocking it out of the park, boys. Cosmic horror, but with inclusion. We are equal opportunity killers of investigators, and we also hate fascists, so we like to punch Nazis. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Molotov. Also on Twitter, at Nigel Mong says, thoroughly enjoying you guys' podcast, currently on episode 17. Thanks a lot. Smiley face. I'm not sure who Smiley Face is, but... It's probably the face he cut off of someone while they were smiling, and then... And lastly, welcome to our new followers on Facebook. Uh, Facebook? Oh, no, Facebook. Hey, welcome to Facebook, y'all. Fo- welcome to our new followers on Facebook, Ashley S. Hibbs, Kansas Godby Hex, and Kara Kozla. On Twitter, at Mr. Underscore Drackmore, at Native Karma, and at Geekitarian. So thanks for following us, and hopefully we give you uh, many years of enjoyment and uh, midnight emissions. Whoa! Before we begin, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Attention, senior citizens and children below the age of 18 months. Are you sick and tired of gumming your way through a disgusting bowl of cube-shaped gelatinous byproduct with artificial colors that don't taste like anything in the natural world? So are we. That's why we developed Gelno, the latest foodie craze sensation to satisfy any toothless snacker in your household. What is it? Well, to be honest, we're not exactly sure, but that didn't stop us from replicating the DNA structure of an organism, or delicious organism, contained inside a fallen meteorite discovered upstate. Sure, there might be alien particles within the jelly-like substance, but who cares when it tastes this great? And it's a snap to prepare. Simply use any old standard bolt cutter to snip and remove the padlock on the stainless steel container. Then, wearing the provided welder's glove and face mask, 
Apply the flame of the OxyFuel Arc Cutter to open the top of the enclosed egg sac and expose Jelno to the Earth's atmosphere. Don't be alarmed if Jelno leaps from the sac and attempts to wriggle away. Just apply three short bursts of electrical charge utilizing the emergency stun gun, if you've chosen this optional upgrade. That's all there is to it. Now grab a spoon and slurp up some delicious Jelno before the flavor profile degrades. Mmm, good-ish. Jelno is available for pre-order now from Herbert West Industries. Remember kids, if it's not West, it's not the best. And we're Predator back. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot to get to the chopper. Oh, man. I can't believe the creativity that pours out of the sappy brains. Ooh, I like brains. I- I'm working Especially on keeping it in. I'm oh, sorry. Sticky. It goes well with sticky rice. And sticky buttons. Pervert. And now we continue. Chapter 5, Hell House. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Aaron discovers a cache of ammunition hidden in the school shooting room of the Angerstein house. But when he turns his back on Kevin Cho, both the weaponry and the young man mysteriously vanish. Meanwhile, Dan and Jack finish their exploration of the attic, retrieving an old framed photograph that appears to depict Charles and Samantha Blaine. However, as they descend from above, the bloodied hand tools seem to spring to life, knocking Dan unconscious. Jack receives word that more FBI agents will arrive to recover the body of Bradley Kohler, who is now missing. Mocking him, the other agents taunt Jack's voodoo vibes before departing with a mysterious mirror artifact found in the attic. Agent Bancroft, unable to reach Roy, informs Jack about the Angerstein house being owned by the Weaver brothers, who are deeply in debt. It is now Monday evening, October 23rd, less than 24 hours until Hell House opens to the public. Jack, after a nerve-wracking day, you're in bed at the screen door in alone. Headlights play across the ceiling and you can't help but think of your sister. As you sink into slumber, you reminisce about a particularly nice time you and Leah were walking home from the store, signing back and forth to each other. Please share this memory. Hey, I saw what you did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You know I'm going to have to take you back there tomorrow. I, I just got two pieces, one for you and one for me. But you can't take stuff without paying for it. We have a reputation to live up to here. I know. I just thought, I'm just, I don't want to go without, you know? Can I tell you a secret? What? I paid for it. Oh. So you didn't get away with anything. Okay, I won't do it again, I promise. You better promise me. Look at me in the eyes. I promise. Promise me. I promise, okay? I won't do it anymore. It's just, I don't know. I just, I miss mom. I know, I do too, sweetheart. I kiss her on the forehead. Well, here, here's your piece. Thank you, sweetheart. Let's get going. Gamma's gonna be waiting for us. Do you think she's gonna make her special dish? I don't know. Have we been good enough? Mm, Maybe not today. Maybe not today. But tomorrow? We'll see. Okay. You fall asleep with a smile on your face. Dan, after a terrifying day, you're in a gurney at the hospital alone. Monitoring devices cast red and green LED shadows on the ceiling, and you can't help but wonder what Samantha is up to right now. As the pain in your head subsides and the drugs push you back into unconsciousness, your brain seeks solace in a time when you and Samantha were cuddling in bed. Please share this memory. Hey, Danny. Yeah? Can you pass me the AA batteries? TV remote stop working again? Yeah, the, the remote. It was the remote. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Just wondering how a guy like me got as lucky as I did to end up with a girl like you. Well, 
Look at me. I've got the brains. I've got the beauty. Whole package. You know, some days I look over at you while you're laying in bed and just wonder why you haven't left me for someone else. I mean, I'm a security guard. You, you're you going places. Danny, I don't care what you are. I care who you are. And you're one of the best men that I've ever met. Aw, oh, thanks. I try. There's no thank you. That's who you are. Why don't you come over here and cuddle me? Oh, well, when you put it like that. Tell you what. Why don't tomorrow, after you're done at work... And I'm done at work. We can head down to that uh, that barbecue joint you really like. Oh, that sounds good. Dickies? No, I already did that. We, we're, we're cuddling oh, now. That's right. <laughs> it's been a while, and you know, nothing nothing particularly special to celebrate, but yeah, sometimes when things just go right, it feels good to take a little bit of time for yourself, you know? That is true. That sounds amazing. Hopefully this time, you don't end up with uh, barbecue sauce all over your face. I'm sure you'll clean it up if I do. So, Dan, you sleep. Aaron, after an emotional day, you're in bed at home alone. Lights play across the ceiling, and you can't help but think of Kelly Landrum. As you succumb to inevitable sleep, you're reminded of a good time when you and Kelly went for a drive. Please share this memory. It was one of those Sunday leisure drives, just driving down the highway after church, just enjoying life. She was smiling. It was a great time in our lives. You could hear Big Daddy Kane playing in the car, playing it nearly as loud as possible. But I knew I had something to say, so I turned it down. Uh, hey, Kelly. Sorry to interrupt the cane, but I, I got a question for you. Yeah, what, what is it, Aaron? So, you know in Gremlins, how you can't feed the Mogwai after midnight? Right, right. Like, what is after midnight? Because isn't everything after midnight? in a way. Well, I'm not sure, but um, I think I heard like an Eric Clapton song or something. Okay, that helps. So you're telling me you want me to throw a baby out the window? I've been thinking about that too. Like last night at midnight, just after midnight, the moon rose above my house and it looked like a, a face looking down at me. That's like the Legend of Zelda game, right? Yeah, yeah, like we, you and I played. Yeah, I mean, it's single player, but you know. Well, you let you let me occasionally do the jumping. You know, I care about you like that. That's always my favorite time of night is when you and I are cuddling up on the couch and just playing video games. Uh, you let me just say any dumb thing and don't usually make fun of me over it. Not like the other guys do around. Well, I'm not like the other guys. Oh, yeah, you're a girl. You noticed! I noticed a while ago. I just didn't know how to say it. I really appreciate that, Aaron. It's just so nice to have someone pure and true in my life. Yeah, thank me too. Ditto. I hope one day we can, you know, talk about making a family together. Maybe. I have great feelings about what's going to happen with us. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you, you know, someone who thinks about the Mogwai that deeply like I do, there's got to be something there. We're a match made in heaven, Aaron. Yeah. And you sleep. Tuesday morning dawns gray and prophetic. Aaron Martinez stands at his kitchen window, a cup of hot coffee in his hand, eyes seeking the Texas horizon for any sign of mercy out there, and finding none. Jack Whiteside sits at the diner, up way too early, deflecting the flirtations from Flo as he pushes scrambled eggs across his plate with a fork, feeling an impending sense of doom. Dan Williams gets dressed, released by the doctor after many tests and scans. He winces from his bandaged wounds and stiff, painful joints, but makes his way to the hospital entrance and outdoors. From a nearby tree, a roosting crow gives a mournful, mocking caw. Dan, please roll D3. <gasps> oh, he's going to get lit on fire. Oh. Dan, you gain two hit points back from medicine. I'm up to seven. 
Let's go ahead and start with Aaron. What you gonna do, buddy? I'll uh, proceed to spike my coffee like I had been planning as I'm watching out the window. And I'll start downing it, you know, just really letting myself have it. Then I'll uh, leave the kitchen and put some clothes on. Then after that, I'll uh, give Jack a call. Hello, Jack Whiteside, special agent from Louisiana, FBI. How may I direct your call? I think I got the wrong number, and then I'll hang up. Bye-bye. And I'll call Dan. Yeah, Aaron, uh, what's, what's, what's up? I think Jack got taken by telemarketers. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. What's the next move? I, 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 I don't got anything else to do, and I just, I don't want to be around the house all day. I don't know, man. I just got out of the hospital. My head is still kind of a bit screwed up right now. I was just going to head on down to the diner. Maybe a couple of cups of coffee will help straighten me out. They wouldn't give me anything but jello in the hospital, and that was just... I could meet you there. Yeah, sure. Actually, you want to come uh, pick me up from the hospital? I, I'm not sure if I can, like, catch a cab or something, so... Oh, you sure, I can do that. Cool. I'm out front already, so, you know. All right, well, you're going to stand there for like 20 minutes, but okay. Okay, that's that's <laughs> fine. I'm going to text Martinez and say, why'd you hang up on me? And I'll text back and say, stop texting. I know you're a telemarketer. And then I'll go in my car and get Dan and then ignore any text Jack sends because driving and texting is illegal. That is true. The more you know. PSA kids. So Aaron hops in his car and uh, swings over to the hospital to pick up Dan, who looks pretty good, actually. He's not hes not too worse for wear, but uh, you can see he's got some uh, bandages on his head. Uh, but he seems to be doing pretty good. Oh, wow, you look pretty good. Uh, thanks. I mean, the bandages on my head and... Every now and then, I can still kind of feel the lump. Doctors definitely fixed me up. Do you want me to feel that lump for you? My lovely lady lumps. So you guys proceed to the diner where you're not so surprised to see Jack still sitting at the counter. Uh, looks like he's pushed away a half-eaten plate of eggs and uh, is drinking probably his fourth cup of coffee. Yes. Just pouring the sugar in. Until the spoon stands straight up. That's right. Hey, if it isn't Mr. Special Agent. I get up. Danny! I give him a hug. You doing okay, man? Yeah, yeah. The the hammer really took a chunk out of me. I bet. Let me look. Let me look. Oh, that uh, they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I got two whole health points back. Whoa! You know, health. What's up, Martinez? You know, just living life. Use those brains, buddy. You're bullying me, telemarketer. Danny, you know what the hell he's talking about. Is he the one that got hit with a hammer? Uh, I have no idea what he's talking about right now. He thinks you're a telemarketer? Oh... Well, that makes no sense. So, you want to eat some food? You hungry? Oh, yes. All I got at the hospital was Jell-O, and it wasn't even the good Jell-O. You know, it was... J-E-L-L, no. Yeah, it was Jell, no, from Herbert West Industries. Ever since we've got here, we've just kind of been looking looking at what we could see. Maybe there's some sort of history with the house that we could dig up. Maybe there's something something in the past, with whoever the Angersteins were, that'll, get, that'll give us some sort of clue, Okay. Over my, my brief period as a, as a private investigator, I learned that you always want to check the background because there's usually something hiding in the shadows. Let's go. As soon as I finish this cup of coffee, I'm going to pick up my cup of coffee and just chug it and then slam the cup down and then leave some money on the counter for my food and my uh, coffee and then head out. So all three of you are going to head to the library and spend how many hours researching? 18. 48. Till the haunted house closes. It's up to you, Danny. So it opens, it's opening tonight? It is, yeah. It opens up at 6 p.m. tonight. And what time is it right now? Uh, right now, let's say it is about 10 o'clock. That still gives me eight hours. Let's use all of them. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should be able to get something out of the library in a couple hours of uh, digging. I mean, we work 
two, three hours, we should be able to get something that still gives us five, six hours to do something after that. All right. So all three of you are going to spend three hours at the library researching, right? Yeah. Okay. So that'll take us up to uh, 1 p.m. And uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a library use, our favorite. Let's see them beautiful library rolls. Ooh, I needed a 20. I got an 81. That's a fail. Uh, I needed a 26 and I got a 66 and that's a fail. Why did we do this? I needed a 50 and I got an 86. God damn it. Oh my God, and baby. Can we just shoot things? I just want to shoot things. All right. So after three hours, you're unable to find any useful information about the Angerstein house. Let's keep looking for three more hours. It is now 1 p.m. Well, that didn't get us anywhere, did it? Nope. No. Here's what we have so far. Snake shadow. Nobody saw it but me. Dead people that aren't there. Oh, wait, nobody told me that. Never mind. Tools that are bloody that are floating through the air and knocking out my partner. Got pictures of that. Mira that we shipped off to Quantico-ish place. And the frame that sucked you in and you saw your future past father-in-law and not really fiancé. And that people are stashing weapons in the floorboards. Oh, people are stashing weapons in the floorboards? I, I didn't get a chance to tell you because Dan got knocked out and is stupid. Did, it, did anything else happen? I don't think so. I just... Oh, good. No dead people or anything? Awesome. So we've had one kid outside stash a bunch of Molotov cocktails. We've had someone inside stashing weapons in the floorboards. Oh, wait, Danny, let me stop you there. The guy outside was imaginary. Nobody, no Molotov cocktails after about five hours, so we're good. I have a feeling that all hell's gonna break loose at this house tonight. I feel powerless to stop it. Somebody give me some ideas. Maybe it's this hammer hit to my head, but I am just going nowhere fast right now. So you've seen a shadow snake. I saw a shadow soldier in the attic. The question, though, is was it the house or maybe it was one of the things we moved out of the house? That's what we have no idea. We'd have to get back in there and I have a feeling we're going to run up against the same roadblocks that we have the entire time. Now that we don't have support. I mean, it's worth a chance of going back and maybe heading back up into the attic and seeing if anything weird happens. That sounds great to me. Let's do it. Because hopefully if it was one of the things we removed, then nothing weird would happen because they're not there anymore. Well, that's what I'm hoping. We know that that mirror had definitely had something going on with it. I don't know about your picture, but it's one way to find out. Okay. Martinez, you drive us out there? Yeah. All right. So the three of you leave the library out into the gray afternoon. It appears that there are some storm clouds on the horizon. Looks like that rain that uh, came through the other day is probably going to swing back around and looks like it's angrier than it was. Angrier, Steen. But probably not until late tonight, maybe say around just before midnight. Was the house built on an Indian graveyard. And as you stand on the front stoop of the library looking up at the threatening skies, a squad car followed by an ambulance zooms past in the direction of the police department, hmm. which is just about four or five blocks away. And they're very friendly to us, so should, we should probably go and see if they need help. The sirens in both the ambulance and the uh, squad car are going. Cynthia probably finally bit it. I'll bite it. <laughs> She's actually kind of cute in the dark. <laughs> After having a whole couple of bottles of alcohol. Or cough syrup. Purple drank. All right, boys, what do you want to do? We got a new event that's happening. Like a video game where if we just don't go, it'll just pause until we eventually get back to it. <laughs> yes, right. You see that there's a bit of a commotion uh, at the other end of the street towards, there's a dime store 
just just a few blocks away and you can see there's like a group of people sort of huddled in front of that talking animatedly how does a store survive on selling dimes no no it's the, everything costs a dime but it's you know they're having their their annual half off sale so now everything is a nickel and the whole town is really excited about it rubble 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 it seems like someone is trying to split us up we can chase the ambulance or we can go see what the people's doing and there's a rumble of thunder in the distance oh christ and gonna rain our day is shot it hasn't rained in 70 years here i don't understand what's going on <laughs> Well, let's go down to the store. That's closest. Martinez might have better luck over at the police station, considering he's a cop, if we want to send him down there to check that out. I I mean, I guess I could try. I don't have too good favor right now, but... Just eavesdrops with your super, super powered brain. Oh, okay. All right, then. Come on, Danny, let's go. We're going to go as fast as we can down to the dime store and see what is going on. Dan and Jank saunter in the direction of the uh, dime store. Jank? Who's Jank? He's my purple drank. Aaron uh, hustles. He does the hustle. Me and Jack are just going to walk to the dime store. All right, so Aaron hops in his car and zooms over to the police station. And Aaron, here's what you see. Steve Ellers is in the squad car. And you can see that his face is white and sweaty. He looks like he's very, very worried. As he gets out of the squad car, you can see there's a bit of a tremor in his hand. And the ambulance is pulled um, just down the way. You can see there a couple paramedics have jumped out and appear to be working on somebody in the back. I will walk up and see what's going on. So, hey, hey guys, what's going on here? Uh, sir, can you step back? We're, we're, we're trying to get him to resuscitate. And you can see that he they're working on Mitch Landrum. Oh. And there's blood everywhere. I'll step back and I'll talk to Steve. So, hey, what what happened to him? Oh God, it was Aaron. It was terrible. He showed he showed up at the house. I I he he had a shotgun and I I had to shoot him. Who? Oh, Mitch. Yeah. What what was he saying? He was just talking about how he was gonna get even with Pastor Weaver. He was gonna ki- kill everybody in the house. Is 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 everybody else okay? Yeah, I. We were there. the The boys, you know, put up, we put up the blockade. They were, they were there, and they they called me out, and they kept him off for a little bit, and then uh, he turned his gun on me, and I just had to put him down. Uh, you did the right thing. I know, I know, but God, I've I've known Mitch Landrum my whole life. Yeah, well, knowing somebody doesn't mean that you didn't that you didn't do it right, man. Thanks, Aaron. You're you're always one of the good ones. I don't I don't care what Chief says about you. What does he say? Oh, you know, maybe you shouldn't be hanging around here. He knows you've been hanging out with those FBI boys, but I'll, I'll tell him I'll tell him I didn't see you. What is it? What what are you ta- What did he say about me? I think he said something about you've been rooting around his desk drawers. I haven't been doing that. I know. I I don't I don't think that's true either. But I haven't even been around he's lately. He's pretty damn mad. I've been respecting this the suspension. I hear you, I hear you, but he's inside now. You better you better get out before he gets in here. I'ma go talk to him. Well look who we got here. Aaron Martinez. Hello, sir. Then what you up to, boy? I, I thought I told you to take some leave of absence. Well and I did. I saw the commotion and figured it And you were just naturally attracted? Giving your uh, FBI boys a little uh, information, maybe? A little inside information? No, it's a small town, and, you know, I, I needed to make sure everything was okay. That's what happened. Well, we, we got it all figured out, Mr. 
Martinez. Don't you worry about that. Where everybody here is on the job now. Um, I might suggest that uh, you hop in your car and enjoy the rest of your uh, vacation. And we'll see about uh, maybe extending that a little bit. Well, you don't seem to have anything under control elsewhere. I think we're all set here, Mr. Martinez. You have a good day. I haven't been going through your desk, sir. I don't appreciate you saying these things about What's me. What's that? A desk? He looks at you and looks at Steve. Just because you're afraid that things are going to be revealed. And I don't know what those things are, but it's obvious to me. Why don't you go to give me some kind of role? That sounds a little bit like... It's not intimidate, but what is it? Uh, there's not really like a role for like bluffing or something like that, unfortunately. Well, persuade's pretty dang close to bluffing, I would say. Probably your best bet. Yep, let's go with bl- oh, persuade. Yeah. Damn, I, I, I needed a 50. I rolled an 81. That's a fail. His face hardens, and he gives Steve Ellers a scowl unlike anything you've ever seen. And Steve even more visibly blanches and mumbles something and then wanders into the, to, into the station. At this point, the paramedics stop working on Mitch Landrum. One of them looks at his watch. And then one climbs out, closes the doors, and leaves the other one in the back. And then they uh, turn off the siren and get ready to drive off. And Weaver turns to you and says, I think our business here is done. You have yourself a lovely day. I hope to see you at the Hell House tonight. Uh, you, you will, you will, sir. Well, I look forward to it. Good day. And he walks into the station. Let's switch back to Jack and Dan. Little ditty. <laughs> you walk up to the dime store bag. Dime bag store. The dime sack store. You can see it's just uh, like about half a dozen people standing and, and sort of looking at one another and talking. And, and they quiet up as soon as you approach. What's going on here, for us? A lady who you don't really recognize, but she looks slightly familiar. Are you all the FBI men? Yes, ma'am. I take out my badge and show it to her. Oh, oh thank God. Thank God. Um, I'm, I'm Mrs. Uh, Ellis. Um, I'm Dawn's mother. Mrs. Ellis, yes. Uh, she she mentioned something the other day that uh, she talked to you boys. That is correct, yes. Have you, have you seen her lately? Uh, not since the other day. Well, she didn't come home last night, and I've been asking around, and nobody's seen her. Very peculiar. Could you find her for me? We will definitely do our best, ma'am. You have any kind of timeline where she might have been? Was she was she working at the house, maybe? Yeah, she's been working there on and off for a couple weeks now, at least. Where was she supposed to be at last night? She was supposed to be home, and she called and said that she was working a little bit late. She usually gets home, uh, you know, a little after dark. So I, I went to bed early and uh, and woke up this morning. She was gone, and her bed hadn't been slept in. I checked over at uh, the boys' garden in the house, and, and nobody's seen her. I've been looking around all day, all morning. Uh, does she have a phone number? Did you try calling her? I have. There's no, no answer at all. It just goes, does it ring and then go to voicemail or? Yeah, straight to voicemail. I've left many of them. Okay. I didn't put the locator stuff on there. I just didn't think about that. That's fine. I don't know that it is fine, sir. No, no. My FBI friend over here might have access to some friends who can do a few things with cell phones that you people can't. Oh, God, that'd be great. That'd be great. Who's your carrier, ma'am? It's AT&T. Oh, shit. We are screwed. (laughs) And uh, what's 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 her phone number? Five eight eight two three hundred Empire. Wow, I bet she gets a lot of prank calls. <laughs> All right, we will we'll do our best, ma'am. We're gonna head over there to the haunted house right now and see if we can find out. Okay, okay. I've been over there a couple times this morning. I just haven't seen her. I appreciate it. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're more than welcome. 
Call us if you find out anything. I give her my card. She takes it tremblingly. Calm down, for Christ's sake. <laughs> get a hold of yourself. <laughs> All right, Danny, I think we really need to uh, to get over there. Let's go see what uh, Martinez found out. Maybe that'll be some good news. You see that uh, Martinez is standing next to his car down by the police station about six blocks away. I'm going to wave my arm. Hopefully he sees me. Aaron, you see uh, Jack and Dan wrapping up their investigation at the other end of the street. I'll walk over to him. Or drive. 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 How big of a street is it? It's like you're like six blocks away from us now. <laughs> Fine, I'll drive, and I'll maybe hit him. Martinez, what'd you find out about that ambulance? Mitch uh, Landrum's dead. What? Mitch? Yeah, he apparently tried to attack the pastor. Where at? Where'd this take place? The house? The haunted house, you say? Do you mind driving us over there? Yeah, let's go. You do mind? So the three of you zoom on over to the haunted house and pull up to the barricade where Bill and Ted are waiting for you. No way. How's the excellent adventure, boys? Well, look what we got here. It's our FBI friends. Sup, boys? Oh, nothing. Well, how you all doing? Good. How you been? We've been just certainly fine. It's been a it's been a very eventful morning. Oh, we have heard. We've heard. You know what happened? Well, sure enough, yeah, it was the old Mitch. He was all drunk as shit, and he came up here just talking smack, and well. Steve had to put him down. It's kind of sad, but, you know, that pig had it coming. Yeah. Steve's having a hard time, I've heard. Or I haven't heard. Hey, you know, comes with territory. If uh, Chief Weaver needs somebody, I'm certain to step in his shoes. and No problem. I can do what Steve does. You know what? It might be a good idea to go talk with him. He's at the precinct right now. Yeah, I know. I know where he is. You might have that job today. You know, Chief Weaver told me to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. I'll be a deputy yet. Oh, I think you'll get it. Good luck to you. I think you're all right, too. All right, we're heading up. We'll see you later. All right. You boys have a good day now. So you haven't uh, you haven't seen Dawn Ellers by chance, have you? Dawn, oh, she, is she that pretty little thing? Aren't they all to you? I think I did see her. Yeah, I think I did see her, what, yesterday, last night? Yeah, she'd been around. She works. She comes and goes. Did you see her leave last night? Well, I don't know, but uh, I had to change shifts and uh, get some grub, you know? My old lady, she likes to whip up a nice mashed potato casserole. Mmm, that sounds good. Oh, it is? She put the corn in it? Mmm. Why you live with an old lady? That's all I can get! <laughs> hey, who took over for your shift last night? Dude, I don't know, some good old boys that, uh, from the other end of town that Chief Weaver rustled up. I don't know, he just takes whoever he can get. Was it Pete? I think it was Pete and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, not those two. <laughs> Well, you have a good night. Yeah, it's only afternoon, but okay. Maybe, maybe it's not where you come from. <laughs> Didn't we have this conversation before? Now, whatever you're doing now, you better wrap it up, because they open it up in just a few hours now. I don't need protection. I'm good. Time's flying. It's like midnight already. After midnight. Hey, guys, why don't we just go take all the clothes off and stand in the kitchen? Let's just call it good. Uh, sounds like every third Tuesday, am I right? <laughs> That's your earbud. And we're at the house. Bling! You are you are there. Yep. They let you through the driveway and you roll on up to the house. They're putting the finishing touches on. So you can see there's a few people wandering around, putting up signs. Mopping up the blood. Do I see Lauren anywhere? You do indeed. Yep. Lauren is actually hanging the sign that says entrance. I'm going to I'm gonna head on over to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Oh, how you doing? You, you here to help out? Here on a favor. Um, Dawn, was she here working yesterday? Well, uh, yeah, I do believe she was, yes. Okay, and did you did you happen to see when she left? 
Her mother says she didn't come home last night, and she's kind of worried. No, I, I assume she just left with everybody else last night. It was, I think they, they took off around 10 or so. Talked to her mother. Apparently, she did not come home last night. And Oh, yeah, I wondered. I, I have not seen her all morning long. Human sacrifice. Seems no one did. Everyone saw her yesterday here at the house, and then she apparently just kind of disappeared into thin air. Oh no, you don't you don't think she run off? I mean, it's a possibility. I'm I'm sure hoping not. I'm hoping that maybe she's, you know, just around here somewhere and with all the commotion and clamor, everyone just kind of overlooked her maybe, you know? A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Yeah. Hey Danny, why we, why don't we do a walkthrough and see if we can see her? Maybe she's just in a room helping out. We didn't even know. Well, yeah, you, you're welcome to go in, but please be very careful all the props. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course, of course. Hey Martinez, will you do us a favor? Yeah, what's up? Uh, why don't you just walk the perimeter, see if maybe she's out back having having lunch or something, okay. or Linner or Levensies. Supper. Jack and Dan head inside. Little Diddy. I'm going to lean over to Dan as we're going in and say, all right, what's the game plan here? Give me smooches. We need to test this, right? We need to see if it's still an issue. We got the stuff out yesterday, and if Dawn disappeared in here somewhere, that means there's definitely still something going on. Well, it means someone is going on, not something. Why don't we just do a quick walk through the first floor? We can we can ask anybody Let's if they check were working. Every room. Let's just look in every Someone room. Someone had to have, have worked with her yesterday. Hopefully they can give us a bit of insight. Sounds good. You lead the way. I'm going to watch, see how people react. We're going to head up and through into the parlor slash now school shooting room and see if Kevin is there. Kevin is not there. No. Uh, it appears to be empty right now, but it is very pristine. All of the chairs are very carefully lined up for the actors that will be uh, performing later tonight. Damn. Um, I'm I'm going to pull out my phone and see if I can't call Martinez outside. There is no signal for some odd reason. We never figured out from Martinez where he said those weapons were hidden. We should have asked because then we could double check to make sure someone didn't try and put them back. You know what? But... We're right here. Let me go Let me go out the front porch and holler for him. Okay. Meanwhile, Aaron, I think they instructed you to head back to the back porch. Is that where it was? Uh, he was going to walk the perimeter. So which way are you going to go? East. That side of the house is pretty sparse. There's nobody around, really. Appears to be pretty much untouched from any of the shenanigans and decorations that are going on. It just looks like a creepy old house. Someone say shenanigans? I'll continue walking the perimeter. You head towards uh, the north section of the of the house, and uh, that from that vantage point, you can see the window into the hell kitchen. So you can see that there is some purple and orange glow emanating from that window. And just for a brief moment, you think you detect a shape moving across from the inside very quickly. I'll climb a tree, see if I can see inside. As you start to climb a tree, you hear a voice around the side that says, uh, what are you doing? And you see a, a little girl dressed up in a devil's uniform standing on the back porch, looking over at you as you attempt to climb a tree. I'm climbing a tree. Aaron, what what are you doing here? What are you doing? Well, come on in. Don't be shy. Oh, I'm okay. I'll give you the grand tour. I'll uh, climb down from the tree and follow her. And she opens up the uh, back door of the porch into the kitchen, says, after you. Okay. I'll go in. And you can see that the kitchen is now made up very nicely into a hellish landscape with the stalactites and stalagmites. And you can see there's little spidery creatures in each of the corners. And then the door closes behind you. And you notice that where there was once an archway into the dining room, there is no longer one. Where there was once a closet in the southeast corner of the hellscape kitchen, you cannot detect any such closet, and you whirl around, 
and you don't see a door that you just came in through. From behind, you hear, The old creak down at the mill, of course. How do we not see it? Uh, hey. There's no answer except for the creaking sound from behind you in the middle of the kitchen. Go towards the sound. You turn around and you see a body hanging from a noose. And it looks like Don Ellers. Poke it with the stick. Let's move back to Jack. Jack runs with a stick pointed straight out into the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Poke with stick. Jack walks out onto the front porch where only moments ago, Lauren was putting up the sign that said entrance. Jack, why don't you give me a spot hidden? Not with the way we've been rolling. Hey. Oh, I needed a 70 and I got a 70. We were just talking about this. So you notice two things. One, the sign that Lauren was putting up that said entrance now says exit. And through the trees at the perimeter of the grounds of the Angerstein house, you can see shadowy movement through the trees that looks like slithering snakes. Spooky, scary skeletons. Dan. That's my name. Don't wear it out. You're standing in the parlor waiting for Jack to return with Aaron. I want to kind of take a look around and see if I can't figure out where he, see if I can just spot where they might have been. Because I know he said they were hidden in the floorboards or the baseboards. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll. I needed a 58 and I rolled a 93. We're switching to real dice next time. (laughs) I need to stop weakening this. Uh, You examine the floorboards and you even bend down very close to inspect where you think there might be a loose floorboard or a loose piece of trim. And you're just unable to find anything. And then you hear a strange sound as you're stooped down towards the southeast corner. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Echoing throughout the room, you hear this strange but familiar sound. It sounds like... And then it stops. Well, guess someone was having a hard time drinking a drink through a straw. Taking Jack a little while to... You know, stick his head out to the front porch and yell for Martinez. It shouldn't take that long. So I'm going to stick my head out of the parlor and see if I can see him through the front door on the porch. As you stand up from the corner in the parlor where you were inspecting the floorboards, you notice out of the corner of your eye, as you start to make your way towards the door leading back out of the parlor, it appears that there's something written on the chalkboard. I'm going to stop spin around and inspect the chalkboard very clearly written in large scrawled letters drink your oval tea <laughs> a crummy commercial damn it burma shave <laughs> is one word and it says fire roy you feel your mind slipping away into an unfathomable blackness, untethered from the searing pain of your earthly flesh. Even though you can hear Greta's voice pleading with you to stay, the sound fades until you're left entombed in a vast chamber of nothingness. For an indeterminate time, you drift, directionless. Then, in the dim distance, you discern a shape. It is a person... You move closer. The outline seems familiar. Where have you seen it? 
Then a chill envelops you. Fear takes hold. Frantic, you try to push away. But the figure seems magnetic, and you are drawn inexorably closer and closer until you are face to face with it. You attempt to draw breath to scream, but you remember you have no body, no air in your lungs. Instead, the shape leans forward and whispers awful words into your open mouth. And that's where we'll call it. Holy crap. Well, we got one success, boys. One success roll. And it was (laughs) barely. By the skin of my freaking teeth. Fucking terrible luck tonight. Let's get on with our recommendo, shall we? Yes. Uh, Roll for recommendo. On my screen, uh, Brian is first. So let's start off with you, buddy. My recommendo is something that I got from my wonderful brother from Middle of Beyond. It's a sweater. Probably the most comfortable. I'm not a sweater guy by any means. But it gets cold in my house in the winter. It's 30 degrees outside right now. He got me a sweater that is the softest thing I've ever felt, and it's got Cthulhu on the front of it. It is unbelievably comfortable, and it's black, which is nice. Dark greens. Highly recommend checking them out. Very comfortable. I know that he mentioned he got himself one, so he can attest to the comfort and how soft these things are. And they go up to big man size, so cha-ching! Cool. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you like it. Uh, let's move on to Gabe. Okay. Well, I have a cartoon, which works because Brian usually does the cartoons. And now he did a sweater. So you're not getting two cartoons. This cartoon is called Clone High. It's about it's a high school that is made up of clones of historical figures. And the principal is like a mad scientist with a robot butler. It like attempts to be the most early 2000s melodrama ever made. So like in the beginning, they like attempt to every opening like on a very special clone high and they'll do like over the top like exaggerated like uh, edgy music to it everything they do they do to excess at a track meet their team loses and they riot and destroy the city it's just a lot of fun and uh, the best part of it is like uh, because it's all historical figures you'll get like exaggerated versions of them like jfk is being raised by gay dads it's a lot of fun that's clone high uh matt how about you buddy i have another game and the best part is this one is free so you lose absolutely nothing by trying this. It's a, it's a game on Steam called Doki Doki Literature Club. And all I'm going to say, because if I say anything too much, it will ruin it, is that you should seriously heed the warnings on the front of the game that the content inside is not suitable for children or people who are easily disturbed. It starts out looking a lot like one of those, uh, somewhere in between a visual novel and one of those dating, you know, anime girl dating simulators that a lot of people do, where it's you playing the character and, you know, you end up in a... a a literature club with four other girls and it starts out you know you trying to you get to try and impress one of them and get a date and it just kind of goes downhill from there and there's a a whole lot more there than you would really think it might it might take a bit it takes uh it takes a bit to get through the uh the the sappy dating game part of it but it's worth pushing through it it is it is very much worth pushing through it doki doki literature club it's on steam and it is free all right i'll feel really weird downloading that but i guess i'll <laughs> give it a try well just right next to the anime dating site the games or something all right well my recommendo tonight is creep 2 the sequel to creep 
Starring Mark Duplass as the eponymous creep with newcomer Desiree Ackhaven, who plays a young woman who has a YouTube show called Encounters, where she purposely seeks out people, uh, usually in Craigslist ads, who purport to be strange people with strange uh, habits or um, interests. So, for instance, she shows up at a guy's house who likes to be babied, treated like a baby. And she engages in that and films it as a YouTube video. It's pretty funny, uh, her encounters with these strange folk. And then, of course, she happens, she's just about ready to give up on her YouTube show because it's not going so well. And her ratings after many years are just sucky. Uh, She's on the verge of giving it up when she happens across Mark Duplass's ad in Craigslist. And so she goes upon this last thing to interview this gentleman who basically says, I am a serial killer. And that's how it goes. So it's it's much like the first one, but every convention that you saw in the first one is sort of flipped on its head. The jump scares that worked so well in the first one end up not working, but other stuff becomes creepy. For people who really love the first one, and it's a great horror movie, the first one is amazing. Creep 2 uh, goes out of its way to do something slightly different, but it also sets it up for a third film. And this was always conceived as a trilogy, evidently. My wife and I watched it um, just a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, we were going to try to watch it for Halloween, but it never came to Netflix as a freebie, even though Netflix produced it. Uh, so we ended up just saying, screw it, let's pay five bucks. And I'm glad we did. It's it's much funnier than the first one. And just, just the whole concept of a serial killer who's going through a midlife crisis, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. So uh, Creep 2, highly recommended. All right, well, that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anyone knows where I can talk to a guy about a potential gas leak in a haunted house, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if you want to up that following count without actually having any repercussions, you can follow me at Lovecraft Gabe. You can follow me at Brian Podcasts. All right. Until next time, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.